Okay, hold on. I'll let me rest for a minute. I want to talk to you for a second. Okay. I know every day I live, I realize I need the Lord more. I don't feel like I started well. I want to finish well. What I want for you is that you seek the Lord that you trust him, even if it means you're standing alone. You got me? Yes, sir. Now, before I beat you to the corner. Huh, you're not gonna beat me to the corner. Just let me get a breath. Okay. What is that? What? You can't do that! This moment is holy And I hear you calling I turn my face toward you And my heart is open You're always pursuing and my life surrendered You have my affection So let my life be worship And let my heart stay true Burn 
things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday service. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. If this is the first time that you're joining us, we want to welcome you. Uh, we have a, a weekly service here online, and uh, there's Remnant Warriors and Gideon's 300, people that are willing to stand that are all over the globe. And so if you've tuned in, you found us, welcome to the Remnant. Welcome. Hey, we're going to get into the Word of God today that's found in 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. That's where the teaching is going to come from. And as I'm talking about that, I'm actually going to pull it up. So if you want to turn there right now, 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. Hallelujah. And uh, hopefully, uh, if you got your Bible, I really hope that you bring your Bible to service uh, because it's important. Because I'm, 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 I'm purposely not putting the scriptures up because I want you to bring your Bible. All right, 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. Let's read this. It says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought the good fight of faith. 
and I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but to also all who have loved his appearing. Hallelujah. Paul is uh, an amazing man of God. I'm sure most of you know the story of him, but he's the one that had the Damascus Road encounter that went from Saul to Paul. And so God uh, used this man. Uh, he was somebody who hated Christians at one point, and God ended up using him as one of the most powerful Christians in history. Uh, you know, we, we often refer to the Apostle Paul, and yet he was a single man, by the way, for all the singles out there. Uh, you don't have to be married in order to be impactful for the kingdom of God. You're not less than if you're single. If you're married, that's great. I'm married. I'm not against marriage, obviously, but I'm just letting you know, as a remnant warrior, as a person of God, you are able right now in this time in your life to be the person that God has called you to be and to have an impact on this world. Because listen, I've been around for a while, okay? And I know many of you have as well. I'm all about, you know, politics as far as like, you know, voting our values, standing for the righteous candidate. You know, listen, I was active in 2020, 2020. I was active in 2016. I'm going to be active in 2022 and 2024 if the Lord tarries. But let me tell you something. The answer for America is Jesus. The answer for this world, the hopelessness, the darkness is Jesus. The people that are weary, that are beat down. Some of you feel weary and beat down. The answer is more Jesus getting into his presence, getting into his word. And so today I'm going to pray right now. But we're going to talk about finishing well. How do we finish well? We've got to finish well. Life, life is a marathon, not a sprint. I see a lot of people go up and shoot, you know, shoot up. Oh my gosh, they have millions of followers. Oh my gosh, this and that. Hey, look, you know what? Praise God. I hope they're using their platform for the glory of the Lord. Okay, I hope that they're a believer. I hope that they're using the platform for the glory of Jesus. But the bottom line is if you got 10 followers, if you got two followers, you know, it doesn't matter. Do what you're called to do. Show up. Be the best representative of Jesus. Steward what he's given you and watch and see what he's going to do in your life. He's going to use you. He's going to bless you. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for the fire. I thank you for the fire today. Use me, Lord God, as a vessel. Lord God, I pray that you'd speak the words that you would have spoken today. I thank you for this remnant community. I thank you for this word. We give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm believing that some of you that are watching today, and you may be in Christ for a long time, but this is a season of breakthrough. This is a season of maturity. Okay, we're mature, and we're not just drinking the milk anymore. Okay, we're going deeper in our faith. We're going deeper. We want, we want more of God. We want to go deeper. The things of this world are passing away. The propaganda, the lies, the foolishness, they call good evil and evil good. I mean, look at how ridiculous these people are, okay? I mean, they say men can be pregnant. I mean, these are the people, okay, that are running, running a lot of the world right now. Nonsense, utter nonsense. It shows us the lateness of this hour, but the answer is Jesus. It's Christianity. That's why it's, I always say it's, it's light versus darkness. It's good versus evil. Every one of those wicked things, that we've called out, that we've talked about over the last few years, whether it's what happened uh, in 2020, whether it's all the stuff that we've covered. And I've covered a lot. And you've covered a lot. We talked about, you know, the I don't want to say it or they're going to ban me on Facebook, but, you know, all the different stuff that they've been forcing on people and all this stuff over the years. And we've, we've been a source of truth, have we not? We fought the good fight, but God wants us to finish well. The devil's biggest strategy right now is to make you feel like you're alone, to make you feel isolated, to make you feel like you're not good enough, to make you feel like no one's listening to you. He wants you tired. He wants you beat down. Well, Paul went through the same thing. Starting is easy. Finishing well is hard. Being a Christian is not easy. They're not teaching this in most churches. That minute that you step out of darkness, that minute that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the battle is on, my friend. The battle is on. If you think that's the end, that's only the beginning. That's why I say it's 0. .00001. Only the beginning. We, we emphasize a lot, raising your hand. Great. You got to do it. 
You know, the Bible says, you know, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hopefully we've all done that. If we haven't, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do it today. There's no mushy middle. There's no half stepping, but yet how many, let's just call a spade a spade in the Christian world are half stepping right now. How many in the Christian world are still flirting with the evil, flirting with the devil, flirting with the world? I see it. I see it in, in Christian gospel music. I talked about it this week on a live. I see, I've seen it for all the years that I've been a pastor and all the green rooms that I've been and all these folks that are half stepping. They're out there, big names, big names in Christianity. But you get them in the, the behind the scenes and all of a sudden you hear them cuss and they look like the world and they act like the world. Folks, God ain't messing around right now. This isn't a time to be messing around. Okay? The, the truth of the matter is, is that Christ could come back any moment. We know the hour's late, but it's not even just that. Like, why would we open a door in our life? See, for years, Western Christianity has basically been compromised Christianity. Have there been real people, real remnant people that have been true Christians? Of course there have. I believe this group, if you're a remnant believer in Jesus Christ, you get what I'm saying. You're willing to basically sacrifice many different things. You know, you, you become a Christian and the battle is on. You, you got to deal with warfare, spiritual warfare. Because the spirit of Antichrist is rising as the hour gets late. And Christians, real Bible-believing Christians, are the target. And so it's not easy, but it's worth it. The same is true in Christian, in, in Christian life. I'm going to read some of my notes. Becoming a Christian is relatively easy. Acknowledging to God that you're a sinner and receive the faith, that's easy. But, but God gives that freely to us. But then comes the hard part. Hanging in there as a Christian in this world that is hostile to believers. Okay? The world is constantly being dangled in front of you. Pornography, addictions, gluttony, lust, your friends, even other believers in church that are telling you, oh, you're too fanatical, you're too extreme. You believe that nonsense, you believe that, you know, they're half-stepping, but they're calling themselves Christians, and they're ridiculing real believers. So the flesh entices us to forsake Christ. That's the goal of the devil. He wants us to walk away from our faith. Whatever strategy he can use. Listen, I read your emails. Many of you guys send emails and letters, and thank you for doing that. I want to know what's going on with you, especially if I'm your pastor. And I read those emails. Some of them are long. And I might not always respond, but I just want you to know, I go through my emails, I read them. If you send us a prayer request, we put it on our prayer list. We're praying for you. In fact, we leave it on there for a couple of months if we don't hear from you. I, I would love to hear the update. If there's been a breakthrough, please let us know because we're praying for you. We're praying for your situations. We're praying for your kids that are in rebellion. We're praying for your spouses that are in rebellion. I get the emails. I understand what you're going through. You know who understands even more than I do? God. We're going to position ourselves from this point on not to be swayed by the things that happen in this world. Why? Because as a believer, as an end time believer, we got to finish well, friends. It's, it's going to be critical, crucial, and important. As much as it's important what we do on the day by day, and the Bible says, die to your flesh daily. Do not be conformed to the things of this world. What be transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. That's what's going to get us through. They overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Their testimony. What's your testimony? Your testimony is overcoming. Your testimony is how you pressed ahead in victory, even when you were under attack. Hallelujah. It's a marathon. I got a lot of notes today, so forgive me if I'm looking down here. But I just, I want you to understand, Paul, when he wrote this scripture, let me, let me just read this because this is very impactful. He sat, on a hard, he sat on a hard floor in the cold darkness and during the stench of his own urine and excrement. The circumstances outside were not encouraging. Many seemed to be turning away from the aged apostle, even from the faith, following false teachers. Does that sound familiar? Are you witnessing that? I know I am. Paul had labored for the past 30 years or more to preach the gospel around the Roman Empire. But at this point, it was best that only a tiny sect scattered here and there were really following it. 
Poe is not the world-famous apostle appearing on TV talk shows. Paul didn't have a TikTok account with millions of followers, okay? He didn't have a Facebook page with millions of followers, and everybody was like bowing down to every single post that he put up, and oh my gosh, you're so great. No, that wasn't Paul's life. He wasn't autographing books. Invitations weren't pouring out to have Paul speak all around the world. Isn't it amazing how different modern-day Christianity is? And yet, the man was clearly at rest. He was confident in the way he spent his life and calmly assured as he faced the death by what? Decapitation. Paul was going to have his head chopped off. Do you know that that's the fate of what happened to the Apostle Paul? We read about Paul. He says to live as Christ, to die as gain. This is the Paul that was kicked out of regions. This is the Paul that was thrown in prison. This is the Paul that had literally walked away from being somebody that hated Christians and was literally uh, involved in having them killed to becoming one of the most powerful Christians of all time. And yet even when he became this powerful believer, his life wasn't, you know, so extraordinary, you know, amazing celebrity Paul with all the followers, with all the TV show appearances. Oh, look at me. I'm Paul. No, that wasn't even close to what Paul's life looked like. Now here Paul is on his debt. Basically, it's like moments, hours maybe away from him dying. And he's reflecting on his life. And he said, I have fought the good fight of faith. He sustained. He was ready to finish because he knew he was finishing well. Thank you, Lord. So number one, why did Paul feel good about it? Well, I put it in the letter A here. But to finish well, keep in focus Paul's view of the present. There's three key words I'm going to talk about in today's message. Okay, they're this. Reproduction. Number one, sacrifice, number two, and departure. Reproduction, sacrifice, and departure, if you're taking notes. Let's go into reproduction. Number one, Paul felt good about what he accomplished, not because he had millions of followers on Facebook and TikTok, not because he was getting all the, you know, the glory and the fame and his name was on a bunch of flyers and he was speaking at Coliseums and all that stuff. No, that wasn't why. You know why Paul felt good? Paul felt good because he knew that he had reproduced himself and others. Timothy, prime example. Paul had people that he had worked with, which he did the Great Commission. He went out and made disciples and, and did the, the work of the Lord. He, 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 he reproduced. He left a legacy. Have you poured into anybody in your life? If you haven't, I'm not here to beat you up. There's therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. I'm not here to beat you down. Oh, you're so awful. No, I'm just telling you, if you're wondering why the favor and the anointing doesn't seem to be on your situation, I'm speaking to somebody out here right now. You see others and you're like, hey, there's, there's favor on their life. There's blessing. You want to know there's two things I'm going to tell you right now to give favor. Number one, sow. Be a sower because a sower reaps a harvest. And that involves tithing. And that involves trusting the Lord. Number two, though, very important, be a fisher of man. Make your life about souls. Listen, there's all these different people saying all this stuff, okay? I wish I could just address it all, but I'm going to be honest. There's so much stuff going on, I can't even possibly address it all. We talk about the important things. We talk about a lot of things. Thank God for that, that we can have those, those conversations. That's one of the things I so much enjoy about being a, a pastor and about you know, this group, I always tell you this group and a lot of us text and communicate and write each other back and forth throughout the week. And I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for this group. You know who you are. Okay. Thank you. You encourage me and we are, we are locking shields. You know, we're, 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 we're doing this together. We're like, yes, we're the remnant. We're the Gideon's 300. We're going to stand. Amen. Thank you. You're reproducing. If you're a remnant warrior, you are making disciples. You're, you're doing something. You have a ministry. God has given you a vision. He's given you a ministry. Your, your ministry may be to support this ministry. Some of you ha have a, a very important calling about being like a backbone here and, and interceding. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, we couldn't do what we're doing without you. God has sent you. You are just as much of a blessing to me as I may be to you. Okay, and so, but other people have another thing that God's given you. There's different assignments that we have, but we're all doing the Great Commission as a remnant warrior. So number one, we're reproducing. Now, if you're not doing this, again, 
This is, this is a big factor as to God's favor and blessing on your life. It's not about how many followers you have. It's not about how great your marketing is. It's not about those things will pass away. Those people shoot up and they shoot down. I've been around for a little bit more than 20 years in the ministry, but I, I, my mom was in the ministry before that many years ago. I've seen so many things in the church and I've seen people that were super popular. Ever, they were like the latest it person. Because there's a lot of latest it people, if you noticed. And everyone's like, they're going to be the next Billy Graham. Or they're going to be, you know, great. If they are, that's awesome. Because that means they save souls. And if they're, if they're about the Lord's business, and it's not about themselves, and it's not about their name, and it's not about building their own house, because unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. If they're about kingdom business, God is going to be with them until they go and be with him. And that's the whole cool thing about it is he's with us even until the end of the age. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's going to walk through. But what if you want the blessing and the favor, don't get caught up in the whims because the whims go up and they go down. This person, that person said this, some new, you know, whatever. The latest thing. See a lot of that. Stick to the word of God. Stick to what is true. Focus on what's pure, what is holy, what's righteous. Be set apart. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord thy God. It's not about the latest craze. It's not about the latest it person. It's not about the person with millions of followers and, oh my gosh, they said something bombastic. You know what? Great. Praise God. If, it, if it's about the Lord, that's good. If it's something else, whatever. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not fo I'm not locked in on that. I'm locked in on the word. Spend time in the secret place. Spend time in the secret place. Be recharged, be refreshed. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You don't have to do everything right now, but be about souls. Be a soul winner, be a fisher of men. This will please the Lord and it will put the favor and the blessing of the Lord on your life. You want the favor, you want the blessing, be a soul winner, be a fisher of men, reproduce. Make that a big important thing in your life. I know sometimes I don't like being on the phone. Everybody wants to talk all the time. And uh, you know, it, it's like all, all days, all hours, there's ministry to be done that never stops. I was out last night, uh, you know, eating dinner with some folks and it was like the phone was still going on. I mean, it, it never stops. But make sure you get your rest. Make sure you spend time with the Lord. Make it about souls. Even if you just disciple one person in this season, that's a big thing. You and that person too can set 10,000 to flight. There's strength in numbers. Reproduce. That's one of the things about finishing well. You're going to finish well. You're going to finish well. You know why? The Lord goes after the one. If you, if you bail out, God ain't going to let you go. Let me tell you that. Because you know why? You know, you know this is real. This is reality. Not what you see on CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News. Those things are a lot of them are propaganda from mainstream corporate media that they want you to hear, the narrative that they want you to know. What's real? Focus on what's pure, what's holy, what's righteous. The word of God, what God is saying to you. That's the truth. This is reality, the spiritual battle that we're in, light versus darkness. Number two, sacrifice. Paul could finish well because he viewed his life as an offering to God. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Todd? Am I, you know, do I lay down at an altar somewhere as a sacrifice? I'm not saying that. Paul did not view his execution as a cruel tragedy or unfair treatment. He was about to get beheaded. Think about that. Think about that's your fate. Next week, tomorrow, all of a sudden, I mean, God forbid, right? But say, let's just say you were, you were facing a, a death sentence for standing for your faith. Hey, listen, the hour's getting late. We know the true target. It's not, it's not Republican versus Democrat. It's not, you know, liberal versus conservative. Sure, that's what's playing out in the natural. But what's happening, it's about light versus darkness. It's about good versus evil. And that's why they're calling what's good evil and what's evil good. There, there's things that are happening in the spiritual realm right now. And if you're over the target, you're going to get the flack. Like I said a few minutes ago, the warfare, it starts when you become a Christian. It doesn't end. It starts. I mean, look at Job. He had everything taken away and then he got a double portion. Some of you are in a refiner's fire season. I read your emails. It's, it's like hell, but you're pressing ahead. You're going to have a victory in your life, my friend, because you're going to finish well. You're going to finish well. So the second part is your life is literally like a living sacrifice. When you wake up in the morning, you don't say, what can I do to 
you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you can't have your own life. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I mean, of course you can have fun and of course you can do things and, you know, you go to a job and you have, you know, hobbies and that's fine, but make the, the main part of your life be about the business of the Lord. Imagine that. Imagine if every Christian were to make their life the main part of their life, not about me. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and say, what can I get today? What can I buy today? What can I do to make myself feel good? What if instead we all said, what about every, every Christian woke up and said, instead of, hey, what can I do for myself today? You wake up and you say, how can I be about the business of the Lord? What if we got into prayer before we started our day and we said, Lord, open up doors that only you could open today for your glory. Let me have divine appointments that I can minister let me get somebody saved. I'm telling you, life becomes, it starts becoming an adventure. Okay, you go to the gym, you're witnessing to somebody. At work, you're witnessing to somebody. All of a sudden, God is opening these divine doors. Why? Because you've submitted yourself as a living sacrifice. Your life is no longer your own. You make the whole thing about God. And then guess what? The blessing, the favor, you talk about blessing. Number one, make it about souls. Okay, reproduce. If you do that, God's favor and blessing are on you. Sure, you're going to be a target. Sure, the enemy is going to attack you with spiritual warfare and all different types of things. But you're on the winning team and God's favor and blessing. People don't understand. They say, how does this happen? Why does that happen? They look at some people. Make it about souls. Make it about souls. Make that your mission. Number two, your life is a sacrifice unto God. It's not about what we want. It's about what he wants. Get in alignment with his, his purposes for your life. Have you ever had a car that's out of alignment and you notice and the, and the, and the traction on the tire gets all worn out, you know, uh, and, and eventually if you don't rotate the tires and you don't get the alignment fixed, your tire is going to blow up. There's a lot of Christians that are out of alignment with God. Yes, you're saved. You're on your way to heaven, but you're not about souls. When's even the last time that you've even ministered to somebody? I'm not here to beat you up. I'm just being real. How many people that go to church every week don't even witness to one single person in an entire month? A lot. How many people that go to church every week, you know, this is all the Bible they get into for the whole week. That's it. And then they Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they barely even pray and they barely get into the word. And then it's Sunday again. And then they're like, why am I not having the breakthrough? Why am I not on fire for the Lord? Why is my marriage struggling? Why is my relationships with my kids struggling? We've got to have the, the favor and the anointing and the blessing. And that comes, number one, reproducing, because then we're obeying the great commission. God said, hey, I'm giving you a great commission. Go and make disciples of the nations. If America is to do this, if the Christians in America were to say, we're going to make disciples and we're going to be about the good news of Jesus and we're going to actually go out and be the church. And it's not about pampering ourselves and it's not about us feeling good and it's not about all comfortability and it's not all about fog machines and skinny jeans and lattes and you know tickling ears and it actually becomes about souls the whole thing changes the whole thing changes. we're at this pivotal moment in the nation's history right now and if the church would be the church and make it about souls i'm telling you it's a game changer that's why i talk about it so much being a living sacrifice lord i give you this day Lord, use me today. I'm showing up. I'm like Isaiah, send me, use me. Show up in the season that you're in. Oh, Todd, I've been praying for so long for a spouse. Trust me, I get it. I prayed so long. Okay, and, and then when I got married, do you think everything was like hunky-dory and it was all good? No, you know, we had to get used to living with each other. You know, there was like all these new things we had to learn about each other. I had to learn the things that she likes and she had to learn the things that I liked. And, you know, there was differences and not everything was like the same. And I have some habits that she didn't like and she had some habits that I, and on and on and on. And that goes on for years and years. But what happens is God teaches you, you know, love her as Christ loved the church. Hello. There's something special when you take the time to get to know someone. There's something special. But see, the whole thing is, is like, we make it like, if I could just get married, and then once you're married, like, if I can just do this, or, you know, if I could just have that bigger house, or that bigger job, you know, it's always something. I'm, I'm all, um, look, I'm all about goals. Goals aren't bad, and desiring nice things and all, that's fine, okay? But we don't make those an idol. Once we, if, if me and my wife, if we make it about souls, which we've committed to do, the, the favor and the blessing and the protection of the Lord is on us. And the Lord blesses where we step. He blesses 
where we put our feet down. He blesses our home. He blesses our offspring, our daughter. He blesses, see what I'm saying? The ministry, there's a blessing. Why? Because the mission is souls. Number two, it's not about me. I, look, I'm telling you, there's too many Christians in this world right now, too many leaders, too many people that make it about money. Okay, money. Every, you know, they, they get a little bit of notoriety, a little bit of fame, and all of a sudden, what are they doing? They're like, you know, buying the mansion. You're a preacher, and all of a sudden, you got a mansion because you got a bunch of followers. A bunch of money's coming in. Are you stewarding that money well when, when you got people in your city that are hurting? Are you, are, is that really what you're supposed to be doing with that? It, you know, a, a, acquiring things in this world. Again, I'm all about being blessed. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about the favor and the blessing. I mean, I have a friend that's a pastor of a ma major church and, and he's a spiritual father to so many people, but you know what he's done? He's opened businesses and those businesses are blessing people. He's an entrepreneur and, and, and he, you know, he's acquired wealth through these things, but he's not doing it on the backs of other believers. He's doing it with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. If you're a kingdom builder, it's fine if you got a lot of money. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you're doing it for kingdom. It's kingdom focus. It's kingdom purpose. Wake up in the morning and be kingdom driven, kingdom focused. If you want the favor and the blessing, if you want to please the father, if you want to please the father, make it about kingdom, kingdom dynamics. Once you learn these things and you say, number one, if I make it about souls, number two, if my life is a living sacrifice, and it's not about what I want or what I desire, but I, I've literally said, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let me be about your business. The kingdom dynamics, because this is the way it's written in the word, what happens is blessing, favor, anointing, open doors, joy, peace that passes understanding comes upon you. This is what I want for you. But you know what? Even more, this is what he wants for you. Blessing, favor, joy, abundance, peace in the middle of the trial. If we're going to make it, in this hour that we're in, we've got to finish well. And in order to finish well, we've got to understand the kingdom dynamics and what God wants of us. I'm going to read a little bit of my notes again. So this means that to finish well, you need to view all of your life as an act of a sacrificial worship to God. As Paul put in, in Romans 12, 1, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Our, our body, our life, it's a living sacrifice. What does that mean? It's all his. And you show up. The Lord's going to use you. This also means to finish well. You will view yourself as expendable in God's service. Here's a great apostle to the Gentiles, the man who did more for the spread of the gospel than any other man in church history. His influence was incalculable, yet... He could finish well because he saw himself as expendable, a drink offering. Thank you, God. And Paul told the Ephesian elders in Acts 20, 24, he said, but I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. That's it right there. Come on. I mean, that's it. If you've been asking for yourself a question, you know, what can I do, Lord? Here you go. Don't consider your life as dear to yourself. These people that are taking advantage of the saints that are out there trying to make it about them, that are building their own kingdom, that are acting like the world. I talked about it in the live this week, if you watched it. It's a righteous anger because, look, the whole thing is I'm not even mad at them. I'm mad at the lie that they bought into, thinking that that's all they're going to ever have. That's it. They've made it. That's not making it. We're going to rule and reign in eternity with Jesus Christ. Listen, we don't want to have the, the treasures of this world. We want our treasures to be stored up in heaven. That's where we're going to spend eternity. All right, last one. Departure. Paul could finish well because he viewed his impending death as a departure. What do you mean, Todd? Well, he says in 4.6, uh, uh, the time of my departure has come. Now, here's the thing, okay? This is a separation from his body. Now, the Bible says to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. In other words, when you die, if I were to die right now, or you were to die right now, and we're a believer in Yeshua, in Jesus, we are going to be present with the Lord. If you have a, a, a family member that's passed away that was in Christ, if you have a loved one, a friend, and they were in Christ, and, you know, it hurts us that they're not here right now, 
but they're they're with the Lord. Now they're going to get a new body when the when the you know the Lord raises up the the bodies from the dead, you know, and we're going to get a new body and we're going to rule and reign with Him for all eternity and with in a heavenly body. No more sickness, no more death, no more sin, no more warfare, no more jealousy, no more envy, no more any of this. Think of how glorious that's going to be. How many people are talking about this? There's an acronym, ALIVE, A-L-I-V-E, always living in view of eternity. If you do that every single day, if you are eternity-focused, souls, kingdom business, what did I say, departure? Hey, when I die, I'm not worried about a nuclear bomb hitting America. You know what? I don't want that to happen. I'm going to pray against it. I'm, I'm believing that we're going to have more time. I'm believing that God is going to move in a revival, a new life here in America, that the end is not yet, that we have one more round, that we're to occupy until he comes, that we're to be fired up, that he's raised us up for a time as this. I'm going to say all those things, declare him, decree him, and believe him, and walk in that victory. But you know what? If tomorrow God were to maybe change plans, or maybe I didn't know what his plan was, maybe he allows something really bad to happen, like a nuke, and America's gone, and we're gone. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm just saying, if that did happen, I'm at peace. You're at peace. Why? We're not worried about that. Why? Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you need to do it today. Because this is reality. But we are at complete peace and rest. We're not paranoid. We're not freaking out about what's happening in the world. We're not listening to the latest person that's out there. September 24th, it's all this is going to happen. Or that. You know, I'm so tired of that. I'm sorry. That's why I just don't buy it anymore. I'm not saying that some people don't have some information or things like that, or, you know, some of the things that people have said haven't happened. But you know what? You know what really happens is what's in the word of God. You know what I know every single time beyond a shadow of a doubt is truth is the truth of God's word. You know what I know is the absolute answer for Jesus, for this nation, for all the sin, for all the lies is Jesus. I already, I already slipped and said it. It's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer to the hurting. Jesus is the answer to the oppressed. Jesus is the answer to the depressed. Jesus is the answer to your marriage. Jesus is the answer to everything in our lives, our challenges. We can find our peace and hope and rest in him, in him, the one who sits upon the throne. If you have Paul's view of death as departure, you will be able to finish without fear and even without anticipation, knowing that the, to depart is to be with Christ. You'll be able to, to say with him, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So finish well and keep in focus Paul's view of the present, you know, and present your life as a living sacrifice. Impending death is just a departure. I mean, of course, we pray for the sick. We lay hands on the sick, but sometimes God heals them and sometimes he doesn't. And if he doesn't and they're in Christ, they graduate to be with him. We're just passing through here. Why are we freaking out about the things that happen in this world? The Lord told us these things would happen. He said it was going to be like the days of Noah. He said there's going to be a rise in the spirit of Antichrist where they're going to call good evil and evil good. He said all the things that we're witnessing in our world right now were going to happen. If anything, how exciting is it that we're living in biblical times? Literally. It's exciting. When you have fought the good fight of faith, that's found in... Uh, 4 7 verse 4 verse uh, chapter 4 verse 7 and you're able to look back and say i have been involved in in the struggle for the cause of christ paul is literally using an athletic metaphor it's either of a wrestling match or of a race okay he's saying look i fought the good fight i've endured i've 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 finished the race there's so many people that i've seen that shot up and shot down. Why? Because they made it about themselves. They made it about building their own kingdom. They made it about followers. They made it about likes. They made it about if this one likes me or that one likes me or if I have a spouse or if I'm married or if this. Or, I mean, there's so many different things that we validate ourselves in because of our own insecurities. But if we just take heed and just write down these three things today, I'm telling you, it's going to take you to a whole nother level in your walk. Reproduction, make it about souls. Sacrifice, your life is not your own. It's about pleasing the Lord. Lord, I give it to you. I give it to you. Whatever is going on, I give it to you, Lord God. Whatever challenge I'm in right now, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put my faith and trust in you. My faith is in you, Jesus. You're the author and the finisher of my story. You're the one who's writing my, my story, Lord God. Think about that. He's writing your story. We're the clay. He's the potter. 
All we need to do is show up. All we need to do is say yes. All we need to do is accept him in our heart as Lord and Savior. With our free will, we, we, we come back to a holy God. We're connected through the blood of Jesus Christ. So, the, the, you know, then the departure part's easy because we know where we're going. And there's not that pressure and that stress because it's like, look, if God removes me tomorrow, I know where I'm going. It's even better than here. <laughs> Paul was able to look at his past and say confidently that he did well. He's not implying that he didn't make mistakes. Of course he did. I made mistakes, but he finished the course. He didn't drop out of the race. People, they write me all the time, and I love you guys to death. And I know, look, everyone that's watching this, I just want to give you credit because you are somebody that's seeking God to go deeper. Some of you are very mature in your faith. Some of you are newer believers, but I want to, I want to give you props. I want to give you credit because you know what? You show up. You tune in. I know sometimes I'm a little bit harsh. I know sometimes I, you know, you're like, wow, this preacher is kind of like fire and brimstone almost. You know, look, I just want to, I want to see you set up for success. I want to see you happy. Look, if you think that the Coconado family doesn't go through crazy trials, I, I, you know, come on, friends. Of course we do. Of course we do. I thank God for my family. Are they perfect? No. Am I perfect? No. Do I not once in a while get in a little, you know, squabble with my wife? I probably do. But, you know, for the most part, we don't really fight that much. But, you know, but you know what? She's an answer to prayer. And I got to remember that. I got to remember this is a huge blessing that you've given me. You've given me a spouse to love me, God. Let me be the loving husband. Let me be the loving father. Let me be the loving pastor. That's my heart for, for, for you. I want to I love on you. I hope that when you, you, know, you observe my life and my family, that you see Christ in us, that you see his love. I'm not here to bash everybody, attack all these people out there that have just made it about all this other stuff. I hope that you see the love of Christ. And I, I see it in many of you that write me. And I'm not here to bash you, but listen, let's, can I just be real with you for a few minutes here? There, there's a lot of people probably that are watching this, okay? That you still got areas in your life that you have not let go of. Areas of sin that you don't want to let go. Part, part of it is fear. Part of it is thinking that you can't live without it. Or maybe that's like your only thing. And you're like, that's my only thing. I don't want to give that up. It's the one thing I like. If you're willing to lay that down, if you're willing to lay that down, God is willing to get, take you to another level. He's willing to take you deeper in your walk. He's willing to take you deeper in your anointing. He's willing to take you deeper in your calling. What, what the world makes it look like is about followers and likes and who's got you know, more attention. I'm telling you right now, that's not what it's about. It's about where your heart is at. It's about if you are willing to say yes to the Lord in everything. I surrender all, Lord. I'm willing to give up this area, even though this was something that was important to me. It was an idol in my life, and I'm laying it down. I don't want to be in sin. I'm telling you, this is the season. I really feel like you're meant, somebody's meant to hear this today. You've been holding on to something for a while. Today's the day to let it go. We're going to pray in a few minutes about that, okay? I want you to be thinking about that the next few minutes because I, you say, is he speaking to me? I am. I am speaking to you. I, I want you to be in the favor, in the blessing, in the anointing. I want you to be in the abundance. But there's been things in your life. I'm just telling you right now, I feel like the Lord is, is giving this to me right now. There's been areas that you've allowed and been willing to compromise or you look like the world. And you say, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. So I'm not held to that same standard. But God is saying, no, wait a minute here. I'm, I'm, I'm asking for all of you. Are you willing to be a living sacrifice for me? Are you willing to lay it down at the foot of the cross? Are you willing to step into the living water? Miracles, signs, wonders, being a history maker for the kingdom. I've kept the, I've kept the faith. I've guarded the truth about Christ. You know, several times in, in these letters to Timothy, Paul has talked about the deposit, that Timothy is to guard the deposit. It's in, in 1 Timothy 6.20. It's in 2 Timothy 1.12 and 14. He was referring to the truth of the gospel, the core doctrines of the Christian faith. Have you guarded it, my friends? Have you guarded what you know by the unction of the Holy Spirit in you? Have you guarded it? I put up a post about forgiveness this last week because, listen, people have done me dirty. Let me tell you, this one guy, my goodness, he's tried to destroy the ministry. It's ridiculous. And we have an open-door policy. Anytime he could come here, we'd love on him. But, I mean, he's just plotted and schemed for like over a year. And I prayed, I prayed, Lord, please let me forgive this man. 
And I believe I have, but it's been a labor of love because it's painful. He hurt me. I'm just, I'm just being real with you, okay? And I'm not saying I'm perfect or I don't ever do anything wrong, but I'm just saying I was hurt. Have you been hurt? Have you been hurt in the church? Have you been hurt by somebody who claimed to be a Christian? Have you been hurt by somebody, a pastor? And so that's been holding you back because you weren't able to just forgive them. Not for them. Don't forgive it for them. Forgive it for you. Forgive it for you to go into a new season. Forgive it for you to be that living sacrifice. Reproduce. Your life is a living sacrifice. You're not worried about death because you know where you're going. It's but a vapor in this world, my friends. When Paul says he's kept the faith, he means he's, he's carefully guarded the truth about Jesus Christ, and God has entrusted this to him. He's entrusted this to us. There is a dying, broken world out there. People think they're cats, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Have you seen that story? The woman going around acting like a cat, and, and, the, and all the, the liberal leftists and everybody are like, oh, she's a cat. I mean, really, this is where we're at. Men can have babies. This is where we're at. We've got to guard the faith. This is who we are. We're guardians of the faith. We're guardians of the truth. What are we going to do? What's the answer for America? The gospel. What's the answer for America? Getting them saved, set free, healed, and delivered. What's the answer for you? These three things, and you will finish well. If you do these three things, become a fisher of man. I'm going to say it again. Your life is not your own. You give it back to Jesus. Use me, Lord. Here I am. Number three, you don't fear. Because you know that God is ordering your steps. You finish well, no matter what attack. Paul knew he was going to have his head chopped off. Paul was in a, in, a, in a prison cell where it smelled like urine and poop. Okay, let me, let's just be real. Okay, and the, the guy was still able to maintain the peace that passes understanding. He was still ha able to have the joy of the Lord. He was still able to bless, not curse the Lord for his situation. God, how did you let this happen to me? Why is this my situation? How many Christians today? I know I've done it. Why, Lord? Why do I have to endure this? Why does this happen to me? Why do they get all the blessing? Sometimes we don't fully understand the way things are, but if we do the three things and we make our life the Lord's, in other words, we get up in the morning and we say, use me, Lord. Let today be something that is extraordinary, Lord. Divine appointments. Start speaking the truth of the gospel sharing the love of Jesus Christ. It's not about what you want. It's not about you. All of a sudden, the perspective changes because all these things, you know, trying to compare to the Joneses, trying to compare to the neighbor. Why do they have a better job? Why do they have a better car? Why does their life look better? Why does their wife look better? Why does their husband look better? I mean, my goodness. Now we got Instagram and, you know, social media and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's saying a bunch of stuff. Stay on mission. Stay on mission. Stay in your lane. You know, there was a preacher that one time, he, he preached the message. I'm, I'm about ready to end here. And he said, make your bed. That was the message. Make your bed. I said, what a silly message. But you know what? It was actually a good message. You know why? If you can't wake up in the morning and, and you don't even make your own bed, that's the, you're starting the day off wrong. Let your life be, you know, Healthy. I'm not saying you're not healthy if you don't make your bed, but I'm just saying it's like it starts off the first thing you do. What is the first thing you do? Most people, you know what the first thing is they do? They get on their phone. You know, I get, I'm probably guilty of it myself, right? But the truth of the matter is, what if we got up and said, Lord, here I am. Send me. Use me today. Oh my, every day will be an adventure. Every day will be an adventure. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. Perhaps your circumstances seem pretty dismal today. Maybe you're considering dropping out of the Christian race. From his dungeon, the Apostle Paul calls out to you. He says, don't quit, keep going. He says, you can finish well. He says, keep your focus, my view of the present. You can reproduce yourself and others to carry the torch after you. View your life as a sacrifice to God, your death as a departure to be with Christ. Keep in focus my view of my past so that one day it will be your past. You will be able to look back and say that you engaged in the struggle for the cause of Christ. You didn't drop out of the race. You guarded the truth of the gospel. Keep in focus my view of the future. See you soon, my friend. See you. You will stand with the Lord and the righteous judge and be vindicated by his grace. Live, lie, uh, live in view of that day.
That's what Paul's saying to you. Live in view of that day. You're going to stand before the King of Kings, and he's not going to say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You finished well. You stayed the course. We are a, a group of lions. Okay, we are going to stand. We are not going to bow down to Molech. We're not going to bow down to Baal. We're not going to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar. It doesn't matter what happens. If they throw us in prison, then you know what? That's what it is. I'm going to stand for Christ and the cause of Christ, and I'm going to make it about souls and being a fisher of men. My life is a living sacrifice unto the Lord, and I'm going to finish well because I know where I'm going. And that's where the peace that passes understanding comes from. We don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against strongholds and principalities. We're in a spiritual battle. Finish well. Finish well. Finish well, my friend. I'm going to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I but Lord, we just love you. We honor you. We praise you. We give you the glory. Just, just press in right now. Will you do that for a minute? Just press in right now. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Oh, Lord, just I pray this message would resonate in the hearts of those that are listening. I pray this message would touch those who are listening. I pray that this would, this would be a game changer for us, Lord God. We're not going to be swayed by the latest whim or the latest thing or the latest it thing. Lord God, we're focused on the prize. We're, we're always living in view of eternity. Our eyes are focused on you. We're going to give up these things, these pleasures of this world that we know are lusts of the flesh. Lord, let us die to our flesh daily. Let us be consecrated and holy before you. Let us not be compromised, Lord. We don't want to be the church of Laodicea. I just pray that if somebody's listening right now, will you just do that? We have like two minutes left. Will you just do this? Just praise the Lord right now. Just lift up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Let my life become aligned with you, Lord God. Let my eyes be focused on you, Lord. Let my mind be clear before you, Lord. I break in your name, Jesus, in your name, any assignments of hell, any plans of the enemy, any discouragement, any fear, any doubt, any strongholds of the devil that are still in my life, areas of compromise. We lay these things down before you today. We want to finish well, Lord God. We want to finish well. Our life is not our own. Our life is yours. We give it to you, Lord. Use me. Use me, God. Anoint me, Lord. Give me your favor. Give me your blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing week. Listen, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, before we go, I just want to make sure if you were to die, if you were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I want to make sure you're on your way to heaven. Will you lift up your hand right now if that's you? Just say, Pastor Todd, I want to make sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to pray with you. Will you repeat this prayer? This is you right now. I don't care if no one's in the room with you. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. God sees you. That's me, God. I accept you. Pray this prayer. Just repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the cross of Calvary. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I dedicate my life to you. From this day forward, I will serve you. My heart belongs to you. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord, Jesus. You are my King, Jesus. Thank you, God. I will never turn back in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, what a powerful day together. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, we got podcasts we put up throughout the week. Follow me on Facebook, on Telegram on rumble very important and um we we really hope to hear from you if you have any prayer requests or needs or you know let us know how we can be standing with you if you accepted jesus i want to hear from you write me at todd.coconato todd t-o-d-d.coconato c-o-c-o-n-a-t-o at uh r-l-c-u-s.org religious liberty coalition us.org todd.coconato at religious liberty coalition.org rlcus.org and I'd love to hear from you. Bless you, and we'll see you soon.